the debut. The debut. All we do is just talk, man. We get out here, we say words, and hope that they move somebody. See, it's, it's happening right now, and it's happening, so we're happening. What's up, guys? What's up, Wrigglers? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna be baited by you. <laughs> I just love it. I love getting Steve riled up. It's funny because he doesn't really get riled up. He just starts laughing. Like, like if somebody tries to make him mad, he just starts laughing. I, I just imagine that whenever somebody's, I don't know, some anybody trying to rile Steve up makes me makes me happy. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's it's the Pope Tart. We got the Dragon Slayer and a special third party here special today. Third. Say hello to him, G Money. What's happening, team? We have uh, one of our coaches, Garrett Sager, here, joining us for his inaug inaugural. His day. We were just talking about the day, but the day, but on uh, <laughs> meet us at the rig. I wonder how many people are gonna know what we're talking about when we say that. That's fine. The That's day, but like, what <laughs> is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. We are back again this week, guys. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiatus, and we came back with a couple episodes. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's a little bit, a um, little bit more, let's say laid back. Yeah. Not necessarily, a, not necessarily a problem-solving kind of a podcast, but sometimes, sometimes it's good to just have some entertainment and have some enjoyment and uh, not be so stressed about always having to um, push forward. Um, so hope you enjoyed that last week. We got a little bit, a little bit more of a, a conversational podcast on the docket for ourselves this week. I don't think Garrett actually knows what we're going to be talking about. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> we don't either. Don't worry about it. Well, that's not true. We, we know for the most part. Now, it'll be good to have Garrett here because uh, he'll balance me out. Yeah. I got my. I got the silliness and I feel like Garrett's going to be real, real serious. Yeah. Well, I am what you want me to be. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to leave us. He's trying to be a three over here. <laughs> the six over here acting like a three. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, that's the Enneagram. Uh, we are going to be doing a little bit of a, a grilling of Steve Redmond. Steve is typically the grill master. See what I did there, Steve? He's like typically it. on the grill. Today, today, Steve is literally going to be on the grill as we're asking him some, some questions. We're going to do Q&A with Steve Redmond. On the grill. On the grill. That's actually pretty good. I like that. We should come up with a different one called On the Grill. <laughs> Beyond Meet Us at the Rig or is, is On the Grill going to be like a, a subcategory of Meet Us at the Rig? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to be asking him some questions uh, just about his life, um, some questions about his experiences, Yeah. hopefully getting the real deal, the real scoop, Always, the whole man. enchilada. Can you think of another food pun that we're looking for? All the guacamole, I don't know, I got nothing. Steve, erase that. Steve, Steve, are you a guacamole fan? I used to be very against it. And then my wife finally convinced me to try it, and I love it. I've had guacamole at your house before. I think we've we've done that for some. Are you uh, do you like are you like a guacamole on like chipotle kind of person or like guacamole with chips? Here's a funny part. I hate. I, I always hated guacamole, but I like the avocados. Like that's what I was gonna ask because like I know people that hate avocados but love guacamole. So, but you were the other way around. And it took my wife, and I, I think she was trying to be nice, because I'm like, no, nah, my guacamole is gross. And then I put like a shit ton of avocados on my tacos. <laughs> and she's like, you know it's made out of the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I turned the corner. <laughs> <laughs> 
I turned the corner. I, I can't imagine that, that <laughs> conversation with Cassie. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. But yeah, so I, uh, I, I definitely like avocados more. Okay. Like the sliced ones. Compared you put salt to on them? Salt. You like salt your avocado before you eat it, or you just put it on like your, your food, like a like a. Oh, it's I like condiment kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I just you know slice it up, put it on whatever, and then guacamole. I'm not too picky about it. So you ever like, had avocado or guacamole on a burger before? Yeah. What do you think? What is that? Twisted, twisted, twisted fresh. Twisted fresh has that. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it actually more than on like chipotle stuff. Okay. On my burger, so. I don't I don't associate guacamole with like Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if that's just because. I don't also don't I guess associate avocados with really anything. It's interesting because uh, uh, there's people who who uh, talk about like ancestral health, mm-hmm. and it's a good topic. Maybe sometime we'll, we'll bring that up on the podcast. Ancestral health is like what did your ancestors do? Um, it's just specifically talking about nutrition. Sometimes talking about movement is wise, but as well. Um, but uh, in the ancestral health, it's like what did you you know? I'm, my my family is predominantly from like northern Europe. I had yeah. like a, I did the the twenty three and me, and it was like fifty three percent. Great Britain. Oh. Some of that was uh, Netherlands. Mr. Britman. Ireland. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm most of that Northern European. Uh, but turns out they don't have avocados in Northern Europe. <laughs> That's a mistake. Turns out. Uh, and so it's always an interesting topic to be because um, avocado has been a, like a health food as of late. Avocado, yeah. coconut oil. Um, and the, the people who are very hard on in, or are, are harp on ancestral health typically kind of overlook the fact that it's like if you are you are on that train and you're from northern you look like me you probably shouldn't be eating avocados if that's what you believe <laughs> avocados typically not in line with the with the northern yeah. europeans we didn't have that a lot of potatoes a lot of milk uh on that topic you said you, you recent you said you, you think you're lactose intolerant i think that's a self-diagnosis um, okay. i never actually went to the doctor to find out but <laughs> the way my stomach feels after i drink milk yeah, not so good. It doesn't hurt enough for me to stop. So <laughs> I'm like, all right. I mean, possibly. I got. Uh, you know what was funny? Do you like cheese? Like I, I, I will eat cheese. It's not something that I'm like, ooh, I need cheese. Or, How do you feel about cheese, you money? I know this is the grilling of Steve Redman. I Steve Redman on the grill. I like cheese, but like not. I don't like mountains. Like a slice on my cheeseburger, like on a burger, or something like that. Yeah, like whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not somebody that just like goes and buys a string cheese. Have you guys, have you guys ever been on a? Uh, I'm gonna call it more like a, a, a strict dish diet. I, I did a diet. Um, Chad Waterbury had a book called Huge in a Hurry, and, and it was like you, you like pieced out like ounces of cheese for like snacks or whatever. Did you, have you ever done that? Have you ever done that? I I lost my taste for cheese very quickly with those types of types of diets I see people like I don't know it's hard for me to figure it out because like I like cheese but then I see people who really like cheese and I'm like yeah I don't like it like that how about this I, I do I, I do enjoy a good like charcuterie board that has like cheese meat and cheese together oh yeah, yeah. see like I don't like count the, that no like to, like that's like I, maybe it's because it's more of like the, the meat but like I'm not just but, gonna I'm not just gonna slice off a chunk of cheddar cheese and walk definitely not uh, favorite style of food, Steve? We're on the food topic. Ooh, I think it's because he's eating oranges. Garrett's over here with Chipotle. Favorite style? Yeah, like if you had to like pick a pick a style of food that you're. Did I ever tell you I was going to go to culinary school? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 So Steve is a Steve is a is a is an amateur chef. For those of you <laughs> that don't know, 
You go over to his house and he's over here. He's got the cast iron out and he's like sprinkling sauces. Yeah, man. But what, what did I have that one time at your house and I asked you what was on it? You said it's my special. It's my special. Yeah, I'm never gonna tell you, man. <laughs> that's how. That's how I make man people need me. Is I never tell them what I cook or how he never. makes it. Man, tell just you what's on. Make it again, please. <laughs> He goes broke. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's feeding no, um, the ego. <laughs> no, so like I'm I'm a an actual geek about food. I couldn't pick one. Do I favor some more than others? But like, you you take me anywhere. When I went to China, what's um, your least favorite? How about what's that? Least, least favorite. favorite style of food or category? You know what we call that? least uh i'm not a, i'm not a real thai fan thai, thai. food it, i don't know exactly what it is okay. um i don't like it i i will eat it but it's not my favorite thing um if we were gonna do it we'll do it that way have you ever had banh mi like the sandwiches yeah you don't like those no nah, i i know people i know people really get into it but i'm like ah, it's not my thing i'm as much as i like all foods i'm very simple also so like I'll get something really basic, like I love beef. Um, steak or ground beef? Steak. Got to be a steak. Ribeye or flank? Ribeye. Yeah. Flank. What? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> yeah, ribeye. Um, I think my favorite. I like Asian food a lot. If you're gonna season a steak, your ribeye steak, what do you season it with? I'm not asking for your secret sauce. I'm like just trying to bait me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see what he did there. He's like, well, what would you put on it? It Little depends, this, it depends on my mood. Uh, now, I usually, depending on the quality of it, if it's if it's a good quality, I keep it simple. Yeah. I'll put salt. The salt might have a little bit of flavor in it, but yeah. I'll go salt and pepper and just. Oh, that's what, that's what you gotta it, do. With, do good, with good steak, that's what you yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, that. that uh, no, there was a wine connoisseur dude I told you about. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a sommelier. Yeah, the sommelier that was also a cattle farmer. He, he had taught me that. That was the first time I had ever heard that. Yeah, man. Was, Real good steak. You don't need to season with yeah. much of anything. Like, yeah. if, and that's not not to say anything. Also, how about this? If you're going to do that, you you need to know how to cook the steak too. Yep. Because you can you can kind of mess that up if you overcook. Nothing it. worse. Well, there's a lot of things that are worse, but somebody who destroys a good cut of meat, mm-hmm. it hurts. You want to see it's me? like when you go to like a Fleming's or like a like a Ruth Chris's and you get like one of those like high quality cuts of steak and you get it and it comes out and it doesn't taste like you're like oh, I'm like, man, just missed the mark. Dang like it. You really? That's one of those like uh, disappointed teacher moments. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. Oh, <laughs> hurts you to the core. <laughs> Uh, favorite type of liquor or alcohol? I'm a situational guy. The ones that come up a lot are vodkas and uh, bourbons. Those are usually ones that flavored or, or it depends on like bourbons typically wouldn't be flavored, but I guess they could be like aged in a whatever kind of barrel. Yeah, I uh, I am particular to 15 years. Um, but I am definitely not high maintenance by any stretch. Like <laughs> I, now, I might not get the bottom, you know, the bottom Congress whiskey, but uh, I mean, a good bourbon man and, and good friends. What can you need? Good to good to go. Um, vodkas, they're usually flavored unless they're high end. Okay. Um, 
Have you seen the um, the Chernobyl documentary? No, but you told me about it, and I still yeah. have not watched it yet. Have you seen the Chernobyl documentary? I've heard of it. It's good. It's on HBO. It's a uh, it's like a docu series. So it's not a documentary. It's a docu series. Yeah. Like there's actors that are acting out mm-hmm. that that what happened at, at uh, Chernobyl. Yeah. Uh, but there, so it's at that point in in, in um, oh my gosh, Chernobyl is in. This is terrible. I've seen it. <laughs> it is in one of those. Eastern Bloc countries. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm not going to try and, I'm going to mess it up. Someone can correct us <laughs> who's listening to this. Uh, but they're part of the um, Soviet Union at that point, yeah. the uh, USSR. And um, Chef is kind of like, like dealing, and so they send this, uh, this higher up in the, in the Russian government out. And I tell you what, they drink vodka like water. I've never been around Russians in real life uh, who, like, I've got to experience the way that they, like, mm-hmm. in, the, in the docu-series, and I don't know if it's real, but in the docu-series, it's like, instead of drinking water, they're just drinking vodka. Like, is that the way that it is? You just yeah. mentioned vodka, and I was imagining, if you're if you're drinking, like, from the farm vodka, I was imagining <laughs> you probably don't need it to be the flavor or anything. That boring vodka. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, uh, met a... And he wasn't like, you know, he was, his family was Russian. And it's it's interesting because like we think culturally sometimes we see those depictions. I mean, they had one of the most extensive vodka collections I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I was just, it's kind of like. Um, they take it seriously. Like, to, so it's kind of like tequila. Yeah. I got some friends that, you know, very strong in their. Hispanic heritage yep. and like it's certain stuff that we like oh yeah man that's great they're like I don't drink that sh- <laughs> <laughs> that cheap crap or you go and they got like tequilas I'm like where do you even get this stuff yeah you know and uh, I think it's cool though you know I think it uh, when you get into the food and you get into the spirits like every culture every country kind of has this different vibe I'm a big fan of uh, Spanish sangria okay my mom likes sangria a lot it ain't, it ain't the, the cup of tea for most people. Yeah. And they got that cognac and that bourbon at the bottom. Cool. <laughs> it's a little, little people. For those of you who don't know, Steve, Steve is a, uh, he's a little bit of a mixologist, but. Uh, Steve's a man of many talents. Man of many talents. However, if you're going to be like, hey, Steve, mix me up what you're drinking, be prepared to take that first drink and kind of, like, kind of show your teeth a little bit, get a little bit of that, like. Yeah. Shake. You're gonna get some teeth grinding. Uh, if anybody drank one of the original Four Locos, actually, if you probably drank a Four Loco now, you get a little bit of that same like. <laughs> was that straight gasoline? No, no, that was good. We're good. I only had one. I've only had one Four Loco, and it was like a year ago. <coughs> I never, I never had. Uh, well, Did you ever I had the original? Oh. You were probably more young, or probably weren't old enough. I was way too young. Yeah, probably too. Like, probably weren't old enough. I was, I was all, like, I didn't drink till I was 21. You know, as popular as underage drinking is, unfortunately. So, like when it was pop, like when it was popping, like I just like I was in another world. But one of my somebody had brought up four locos, and I was like, "Why have I never heard this?" Or they were saying they're banned or something like that. They don't sell them. And I was like, "Dude, I just bought one from the gas station, the Hy-Vee gas station." (laughs) He was like, "What are you talking about?" I thought it was terrible. 
And I'll, I'll drink, drink. For those of you that I'll know, drink malt, anything. It's malt liquor, and it is like, I don't know, 12 or 14% alcohol, and it's probably like 28 ounces or something like that. Mm -hmm. Not, don't, say, please oh, don't do it. Pass on the four loco. Yes, pass on the four locos. I'll make you a drink. <laughs> no, don't, don't find, do the four locos. Just call, just call, put something, put something together for you. Uh, Steve, if you had, we, we talked about NBA last time. Yeah. Who's your man? Who's your NBA guy? Who's your player? All time. What do you? No, well, not. well, I'm so again. I get particular about stuff. Temperament. Play. Like, like if I'm like, oh man, I just love his attitude. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah. Like. I like it. <laughs> that is like one of the funniest. I, I just I just enjoy his attitude and the way he plays the game. Okay. Just aggressive, physical, in your face. Confidence. Yeah. Um, in terms of who I want to see do really well, uh, LeBron. Uh, I feel like he, for a guy who has had so much success in his life, a whole lot of people hate him for uh, reasons that you shouldn't hate a person. Um, and I get it. Like you know, you're one of the best. People are always gonna criticize you and all of this stuff. But it's just like. I wanted LeBron to win 15 championships in a row, <laughs> uh, just because I like I like his game, I like what he stands for, I like the stuff that he does on and off the court. Um, so you never hear he's like he's one of the, the superstars that you never hear doing stupid stuff right. outside of the game. Did you know? Do you know how much he sleeps every night? Do we talk about this? Mm -mm. Do you know how much LeBron James? I'm sleeps? assuming it's like between nine and ten hours. Twelve. Holy. He said he, he clocks in twelve hours a day. Is that like just sleep or like naps? I think it's naps. I think he's I think he's got a big chunk of sleep in the in the right. nighttime, and then he sleeps a nap in the afternoon. But I mean, I, it's one of those like people exactly <laughs> people people look at that. I mean, part, part of the, one of the reasons he doesn't do a whole lot of stupid stuff is he just he doesn't spend much of his time right. doing anything besides sleeping, like eating, you, and training. You got an empire like that, and you sleep in twelve hours. You just ain't got time, <laughs> which is good. That's crazy. I, no, I didn't know that. But, I mean, you can think about the space that we operate in. You start looking at the accomplishments, and you can kind of reverse engineer. Like, okay, well, for somebody to be able to do this for this long, they got to – you You have to be doing certain stuff, um, which is cool. That's good. That's, that's, that's something that I think more people need to – the amazing amount of sleep. And I think it's too. It's like uh, uh, we talk about Eric Thomas a lot, ET, the mm -hmm. hip hop preacher. He talks about like he wakes up at I don't remember what time. He says like three a.m. or something like that. Yeah. He's like everybody's always gives me such a, a, a always asks so many questions, gives me a hard time about waking up, but nobody asks me what time I go to sleep. Right. <laughs> what time do you go to sleep? He's like seven thirty. Yeah. Like oh, got it. So you're still getting your yeah. I'm going I'm seven eight hours of sleep. You're just doing it on a different time of the different yeah. side of the clock than most people. Yeah. Uh, night owl or, or morning, morning person? I'm shifting, man. Uh, I'm still kind of a hybrid right now. Okay. The identified, you know, talking with uh, Jay, like my issue was going to bed or creating the environment where I could go to bed. Yeah. So the last two weeks, I've been falling asleep at like 11, being able to get up like somewhere between five and six. Oh, that's leading me to become a early bird 
I think by nature, though, I'm a night owl. Like as long as I'm moving, I can stay up. Um, I always like to think like if you were to if you were to start a when would you when do you think that you'd start a road trip in order for you to be like maximally awake? Would it be right after sleeping, or would it be after you've been awake for a while? That's a good question. I've never thought of it like that. Like I, I do not. I hate waking up and then get jumping in a car and just going straight to driving. Mm -hmm. I much prefer like when I was in college. I would always like I would pull all nighters driving back home. Like yeah. I would drive overnight. Nobody's on the road. First of all, that makes it a lot nicer, uh, especially driving when if, if summertime it's cooler. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about the sun beating in. I get I get sleepy when it's like warm, and so that like the sun just like baking me. I'm just like I hate. Uh, I, I just hate rushing either way. That's fair. So like if I woke up. I'm dead, like, if I'm supposed to hit the road at 6 a.m. and I wake up at 5.30, 6 a.m. ain't happening. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not going to rush to get on the, like, for a trap. No, I'm just going to be late. Like, I'm, I'm also, I, I feel like I'm never going to, I, I never feel the need to fall asleep late at night. Mm -hmm. I feel like the need to take a nap, like, late morning. Yeah. It's beautiful because my wife is the complete opposite. She hates driving at night. <laughs> she loves driving in the morning. I'm like, perfect. You take the yeah, first half of the road trip. I'll, take, I'll yeah. take the second half. I'm not worried about falling asleep when it's dark out. Good. The, uh, so we, we're summertime. For those of you that are listening to us from afar, we actually have some, we have an, somebody listening in Ireland. Oh. We had somebody in Australia. Okay. We got some people elsewhere in the globe checking in on what's going on. Tuning in. Tuning in. Awesome. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, which for those of you who are- uh, Land of the barbecue. Not from America. <laughs> I say that like you know where that's from. Right. Just look at America. We're right in the smack dab middle. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're also in, a, in, I would say, would you call us we have we have the, we have a good amount. We have four seasons. Like we have yeah. a, um, but we're in the, also in the Missouri River Valley, so we get a little bit of that humid summer feel. Very, a lot of humid. Very summer. bit of that humid summer feel, and right now we got some heat as well. The uh, Steve, if you had to choose favorite time of year, favorite season of Kansas City, you don't get to choose elsewhere, but in can like in Kansas City, what which season would you choose? Fall. Fall. Yeah. And I'm shifting also hot. to second being winter because it's just too damn hot any other time. So fall uh, is always going to be the first choice because it's still, well, I mean, pre-COVID, it was still ideal time, football, <laughs> good weather, you know, whether you got fall festivals and different stuff that you can do and you can be comfortable doing it. Like, it's just a great time of year. So... That's always been my favorite. December used to be too cold, but given how hot it is, I'm like, shit, I'll take December well over any of this crap we've been doing. So Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Fall makes sense. Thanksgiving. I was about to call him out if he said something like Easter. <laughs> how are you going to try and sell, tell me your favorite? I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, family fellowship guy, and I love food. So Thanksgiving is ideal. Because you got football and basketball, and you can eat and relax and, you know, have a good time, so. That's a lot of questions. Gary, what questions you got for me? I want to know what sports Steve has always wanted to play if it wouldn't have been football. Like, I can see basketball, but, like, if football and basketball weren't your sports. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 
ba- basketball was like my end all be all first love. Um, you're going to the, you're going to the Olympics for one sport that's not basketball. What would it be? Uh, <laughs> I can see Steve doing like a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that dude out there launching. Basically, if, if I'm basing it on my experience, um, it would it would have been track. I was on the junior Olympic circuit. I was AAU national championship circuit. I hated track with a passion, <laughs> but like <laughs> it, for for those of you who who've not run track out there or not had a sport that like. If you're if you've played a sport, typically the way they punish you is with running. Yes, yes. I don't. It's what it's it's just such a funny concept that one of the like every every other sport's punishment mm-hmm. is one sport's sport. Right. Yep. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're gonna go run. What All else right. are you gonna do? No, no, you're gonna go and run. It, and it's crazy, man. And, it, and you know one <laughs> thing that so like that because oh, like man. okay like that was potentially had I chosen to go that route I might have been in the so they do they do they do track different so or, or just like any Olympic sport so you know like you kind of get into these funnels and pipelines where you end up like they will identify you from years out <laughs> to be something that like oh you're going to get invited to the Olympic training center blah 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 whatever um, so had I stayed on course that, that could have very well been me I really just didn't like it like it was painstaking it made me sick like, it hurts it i mean it, I, I will say all sports have their pain associated yeah, with it but different. i feel like it's I feel different. like tracking track is just different it's just like getting on the assault bike and like every workout you do is an assault bike workout especially and you have to you go are 400 right yeah that was my thing when i got like really good and you know that's just that's it's just a very um, it was just worse than like off uh, like pre-season football training at right they're so different like but yes because the thing that the, the the real thing that nobody ever talks about i don't want to say nobody but like you you overlook is the mental faculties that go into like track because the only thing that you can do uh, yeah there's like okay I'm, I'm bigger or i'm stronger but like it's about perfection of technique so every single race and, and that's why it's interesting to see like when the season starts and you see like uh, an Olympic runner or just any good track athlete, they might be off their record numbers, but throughout the season, they like, oh, he's taking shape, she's taking form, and now they're hitting these numbers, and then ideally you just progress into when it's championship time, you can break them. That's why I thought what Usain Bolt and all of those guys do is so crazy, because that's like a four-year window. And I know they're running in between there, but like, four years and you supposed to come back how you was when you broke the record when you was potentially 22 <laughs> now you know it's just it's just wild but it's a lot of mentality that goes into being successful at track um, if I could pick one that had nothing to do with anything I've done yeah bobsled. Bobsled. <laughs> the bobsled team that we almost came up with in Columbia Missouri <laughs> but I think that would be fitting, or I wouldn't have tried to be on a bobsled team for the uh, Olympic team, a USA team. I say that bobsled. That's what I do. Man, yeah. I can't imagine Steve in bobsled. That were you at that part when we yeah. were at your house when yeah. I was telling them? Like I was one of the 
like I just can't imagine guy. like you in a bobsled. Yeah. I feel like that's a little bit like I don't know. You put like a. Like a Bro, all of them cats is that it's big like Steve though. Steve trying to put on one of my t-shirts. Oh, yeah. I was imagining it's like. Because all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to be in here anymore. Because yeah. like, so there were four of us. And two of them were like six. Especially, three. especially if you're not in the back. I feel like Steve yeah. getting in like the very front with like well, three big ass dudes behind. I would have had to been because <laughs> so the tall dudes, um, one was like two thirty, hammer hammerhead was like two forty five, so like big enough to reel in the back. I was about two fifty five ish, but like I was six feet. Yeah. And my other buddy was six foot tall. He was probably about two ten. So it was like me, him. 230, 245. And don't you like, you're just sprinting for the first however long and then you just like spend the rest of the time with your yep, head jumping. Jump <laughs> and, and you got to steer it. Yeah. We, we had it all mapped I out. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to see it. We had it all mapped out. Can you imagine out. having to do like a max effort sprint and then just hold still for whatever, two minutes or a minute and a half or whatever it is? After my hamstrings a little And you're like, oh, that would be terrible. Yeah, right. Trust me, we, we, we tried to simulate it. <laughs> Had this been uh, not almost a decade ago, we'd have some footage. <laughs> the amount of cramping that took place. So, <laughs> like, my legs were not this. They were significantly larger at the time. So, I can't imagine trying to, like, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was some cramps that took place, man. Um, it, you're it, not, it, you're it, walking funny for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, are you a uh, fisher? Like, do you like fishing? Um, I, I've grown to reappreciate it. I used to go fishing a lot uh, when I was younger. Uh, not that I really wanted to, but I liked it. I started to like it right at the time where I stopped catching fish. So then I really didn't like it. So well, my dad would get off. Uh, he worked at the old Wonder Bread factory down in the city. So he'd get off and two, three in the morning, and we'd go fishing. We had some buddies, my uncle would go or whatever. Yeah. We'd just be out there, dark. And the shit was cool when we was catching fish, but then like we stopped catching fish, and I wasn't mature enough to realize it's just about being there. There. Being yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. I don't want to do that no more. But um, now that my girls... Your girls um, like fishing, don't they? The girls, they, they do enjoy fishing. Um, They've been a couple of times, me and uh, their godfather have taken them out to different places to fish. Yeah. Um, they are significantly more outdoorsy than I am, which is cool. I appreciate it. Um, and I can enjoy it in doses, but like, yeah, they, they enjoy fishing. They had their little fishing poles. They've grown out of them now, yeah. so we'd have to get them some more, um, you know, whenever the, you know, we go fishing again, but yeah. Are you a burrito or a taco guy? Tacos. Gotta be tacos. Burritos, burritos and tacos. Yeah. I don't know what kind of person you are. If you hold like on, burritos. hold on. Soft shell or hard shell? Both. Preferably. Both. Well, both. street I, tacos. I hate hard shell tacos. I'm not like, gonna lie to you. I'm a street taco guy. Have you ever had like deep fried tacos? Yes. So my mom, that, that's like she'll make deep fried tacos. <laughs> can, she, can you bring me some? I was yes. gonna say we need to come over. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I've been over to the Sager household, which is technically, I guess technically one time, <laughs> smelled delicious. Yeah. I got offered to stay for dinner. I really. 
regret turning that down. We went to us. So Mama Sager, if you're listening, yeah, hook us I'm up. I'm sorry. Please. And also, please hook us up. I love tacos. We went to San this, Antonio. This podcast brought to you by Deep Fried Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we got to start doing. We got to start we are sponsored <laughs> pretending we're sponsored <laughs> so people just jump on. We um, we had uh, we went to San Antonio. What year was that? My last my my last year in college. We were at a bowl game, the Alamo Bowl of San Antonio. And my best friend is from San Antonio. So I was just kicking it with him, running around his mom and dad, the whole deal. And so he's taking me to all, all these spots he grew up in. And there was this place, they sold street tacos. I, I don't think I'd had one up until that point. Yeah. I probably spent $250 on street tacos. <laughs> I'm just going to go here, I'm just going to go there, like, I'm just going to go there. I mean, every day we went back. And I was like, yeah, I need, uh, let me get about 10 of them. Just give me, I need another 10 because they was that good, man. I love a good street taco. Easy. There's a street taco place out in KCK. It's called, uh, I'm going to look it up. Uh, but Hetner went there and posted a picture of it. Dude had like six, six or seven street tacos. They looked incredible. Yeah. It's hard to mess them up. Are man. you a pork, pork or fish tacos? I'll eat fish tacos. Um, it depends on what kind of fish, but pork tacos all day. Easy. You had so he's, he's talked about the culinary. If you were if you were to put on one one cooking show on Netflix right this minute, what would it be? Like if you were if you were just working on something and you had a cooking show going in the background, which one would it be? <laughs> yeah, one that you're into right now. Uh, I've got a couple. But the one that intrigues me, and I don't even like the host, it's uh, Ugly Delicious. Okay. I think the host is kind of an asshole. <laughs> um, but they have good dialogue about food. Yeah. And I can, I can appreciate what he's trying to do with like, I don't know why, because it's interesting. He's like Asian American dude. And he has all of these quirky perspectives on what food is. And like he doesn't like tacos and like all of this random stuff. Yeah. And, the, and the buddies he runs around with are like, how the F are you one of the greatest chefs in the world? And you're this guy, you know what I mean? Like he was, they went to, uh, <laughs> this is the kind of show it is. They were talking about pizza one episode and they're going all over the world eating pizza, yeah. doing this, doing that. And he's in New York this famous like way back to the 20s like pizza place yep. the authentic from sicily type setup and uh he's like i like domino's more than this pizza everybody's like what and you know they're like no man like we're gonna order a domino's pizza we're gonna bring it we're gonna compare them and people are just like what the what is this dude doing but all it always ends in the sense of we got an e-dog sighting on oh, the podcast Let's do it back in the back in the uh, the lounge space. So that back where you were, just like in okay. the against the great wall. We're gonna find one. Oh, right there, actually. Yep. I love it. This is what happens at the gym. That's part of the business. So are you someone that just like? has Food Network going in the background. Do it. Because like, like, I'm the person that will like turn on Food Network mm -hmm. and just watch. Not yeah. even to like, 
for certain shows, oh, yeah. but like if there's a recipe I like, then I just start recording to Ooh, the recipe. Like, so when before like all of the streaming services became a thing, like we would have cable and we would literally watch ESPN, Food Network, and HGTV, and that was like the only channels we would use. So now that like Sling and all of that stuff is out, like if I'm not watching. Sports Center. I'm watching Food Network or another food channel just because, like I say, man, I'm a nerd about it. I, I love just seeing it. Um, so when I when I first found out that Steve is the uh, well, first, let me ask Gary: Are you somebody who can have a TV on and do like regular work with the TV on? As long as I'm not in the same room. No, like it's like it's like that TV right there is on, and you just no. <laughs> he and Jason are both that way. I am not I, that way like, at all. Like, in order for me to do work at our house, I have to go like downstairs in the basement yeah. where I spend very little time, so it feels like the workspace. Or I have to just go outside. Right. Like you I gotta go be, to the next I, level. I can't be anywhere near the living room or the kitchen because then I just feel like I'm at home and it just. <laughs> yep. I, I love. So, so first time I, I I was, I think it was with Steve. I think it was when we started spending more time up here uh-huh. working on stuff together. And he would just like turn on like the, the first one that we did was the uh, West Side vs. the World. <laughs> and he's over here just working on stuff and West Side vs. the World. I haven't seen him. <laughs> I was like, I tried to. Mesmerized by the TV. He's like, dude, what are we up? Huh? Hmm? I was like, I tried to put on one of the CrossFit documentaries mm-hmm. while I was like doing uh, the remote coaching stuff a while back. Yeah. And I sat there and watched the whole documentary and didn't do any remote Damn, coaching. It's <laughs> like, God, I gotta do this for another hour. So this is this that's the way Gary and I are. Oh, yeah. Steve and Dude, Jason are the opposite. I'll way. turn on music. I have TV going. I can do music. I can do music. I can't do any music. I'm talking about music. Music. I can also, <laughs> so you you guys yesterday when you were squatting two days ago when you were squatting had like the had a song on repeat. I can do that. With a, with a song with lyrics, but it has to be like the same song over and over again, and then at that point, like my brain just like no, and that's it out. That's what I told Steve. I was like, I can put a song on repeat when I lift weights, because eventually it gets to the point where like I just listen to the sound of it and it's not noise. the words. It's just noise. Yeah. Steve, if you were gonna if you were working on something right now, you're gonna put something on your TV. Not not necessarily what we just already talked about culinary show, but like if you were just gonna put something on, what would it be? Probably Infinity War. Oh, or yeah. either got, one of those. I mean, yeah. In game or still zero work done. <laughs> yeah. Steve is a Thanos fan. If we haven't already talked about, that. I was I watching remember. that. Uh, I was on a call with. Uh, I was on a call today, and I was, was just in the background, like <laughs> just working. <laughs> I hope they can't hear it. Yeah, I'm muted just in case. Oh right man! Right when he was killing Loki, I'm like, ah, let me hit the mute just in case. What I, I do want to know what what went through your mind when he gave the Hulk a beat down on that like spaceship? When I first saw it live, yeah. When you saw that, like, what did you think? Bro, I, so here's what's funny. He just started cheering. Yeah, here's I what's could funny. see Steve hyping Because so another thing I, I get a little geeky about is like I grew up reading comic books. One of my uncles had a bunch of comics. And that got me interested in comic books. There was a comic book shop randomly around the corner from my house, which was cool. Um, but like how they all right, big time. All of the uh, you know they take these different storylines and they kind of blend them and merge them. And obviously, any director is not going to want exactly that, this is exactly the comic book. So you never know how they're going to kind of manipulate it. So. 
I'm like loving everything that Marvel has done. And I was taking the youth group. So me and the guys, I was a guy, you know, high school guys leader. We go see all the Marvel movies. So we're in there in the theater, like just sitting there like on pins and needles, <laughs> not knowing what the hell was gonna happen. And when he beat, when he beat the Hulk up, <laughs> we were, me, me and another dude were probably like in the bottom of a squad like this. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> like, we were looking, cause I'm like, yo, it's a whole nother like two and a half hours. We're this is going to be crazy. Yeah, I was I was excited. I'm a I'm a, a big fan of uh, a good villain. I feel like the superheroes get off too easy. I get to, oh yeah, superhero save the day. I'm like, no, like so with Bane. Bane is another one of my favorite ones. I'm disappointed in how they killed him. How do you feel about I know you hate DC comics, but how do you feel about like Dark Side? I don't mind him because I understand the parallels between DC Marvel, like you really look at them all there's the court like the correlation between the two you know batman is like iron blah 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 um i just wish they would present them better like i feel you know batman was the only one that ever really got a good run i feel wonder woman is kind of she's had some pretty good movies I, like the other one she's the, supposed to have a one coming out in november i think yeah. um i think she's the best best uh standalone character from that super and i, I say that i like the whatever they've screwed up with henry cavill, uh, cavill. Henry cavill. like he was a, a he was good pretty good superman, superman yeah like he's I, like he's he is my favorite superman, superman. yeah like i don't really can... remember the other ones other than like uh christopher reed like i don't remember the yeah there was the <laughs> who was in between there brandon ruth brandon there was one that when we were you were probably too young. I mean, maybe you were. It was uh, Superman Returns. Oh, it had, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember the Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. no. That doesn't like. So, I want to... Uh, I feel like they could. They have enough to be able to do it, but it's yeah. just like, as an entire universe, I don't think they can match up to Marvel. So, if you guys didn't know, if I asked... I didn't ask Marvel versus DC, but he would choose Marvel then all, all, all day. Who's your, who's your favorite Marvel and DC superhero? Like, one from one from both. DC would probably be. I don't know. I'm leaving somebody out. It, must, it, it doesn't have to be based off actor. Like, I think. Uh, but if it is. DC, I'd say Superman. Um, it's hard not to like. I mean, people who dislike Superman are like the, the people who are like the they're like hipsters. Like, oh, he's too cool. He's yeah. too good. Too like, overpowered. He can't beat me. Yeah. Um, I don't Mar- care. Marvel. <laughs> You mean like the comic books or like the entire, like the, cause like you gotta think X-Men are a part of Marvel. All of, all of Marvel. Yeah, any of them. I'm a big Magneto fan. Oh, yeah. Um, you do like super villains. I like, I like him a lot, um, especially in the comic books. They made him kind of soft. And, they made him real soft. They made him he soft was, in the movies. <laughs> well, they made him more like PG, PG-13 yeah. as opposed to. Yeah, he was definitely a little more polished than he really was. Um, I liked Ian McKellen, though, as, as Magneto. I thought he was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, and I liked what they were doing with uh, whatever his name is. Patrick Air, Stewart. Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Like, cool, but it's just like, what is Marvel now? What are they going to do with the X-Men? That'll be interesting to see. Um, I say Magneto. It's a lot of them, dude. I'm picking Magneto just because I think he needs to get some run. 
last thing we get, and then we get we'll let people get off into the races. Yeah. This conversation is part part one. Part one. <laughs> Stephen Redmond on the grill. This is gonna be yeah okay. Have you watched uh, any of the behind the scenes on uh, Mandalorian? No. You should watch it. Uh, there's, a, there's a making of the Mandalorian uh-huh. uh, where they talked through all the directors. They had six directors for that. No way. For that yeah, sure. uh, television awesome. show. Uh-huh. It was pretty great. I'm, I'm excited because you brought up uh, X-Men. I'm excited to see what Disney does now that they have Disney Plus with uh, everything they can do. Uh-huh. Um, like I think that they've broken the boundaries of everything has to be through movies. Yeah. Um, by by doing the Mandalorian, I think they did a great job. Did you like the Mandalorian? Oh yeah. Did, have you seen oh, yeah. it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like every, every. I think if you're a Star Wars fan, is, if you're if you're a classic Star Wars fan, you'll be a fan of it. Actually, you're probably they probably did a good job of of kind of making it feel like just about. I mean, they did they they threw back to like the original four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a good job with kind of throwing back to the Clone Wars with uh, talking about the Mandalorian and, and going through yeah. the Mandalorian lore stuff. But anyways, it's a it's a good watch. You guys I want to see. I want to hopefully, and I think Disney would be able to do this better than anybody. It's like the one thing that I've always struggled with sometimes is like timelining of where things fit. But like now that they don't have to be, and you know, COVID kind of effed it up a little bit. But like being able to blend all of it, so your major feature is now tied to shows that run on Disney Plus yeah, and if you don't see two of the Mandalorian yeah like if you don't see this you know whatever it is here when you watch the movie you're gonna be off like that's dope because there's so much more you can do on the show yeah. than you can fit into a movie yeah. and I know some of my most my, my favorite movies have like damn I wish they wouldn't have took this out or I wish we had more opportunity to dive into that part deeper, so it'd yeah. be cool, man. All right, yeah. Steve, what do you want to leave the people with of part one of, of Steve Redmond on the grill? No, nah, this is funny, man. I think this is going to be cool. I think we got something. I think, uh, you know, the fun thing about what we're doing with this podcast is giving people a platform, giving people an opportunity to tell their story, share their heart their passion and just connect in ways like I say we're in Kansas City you know people get to see us they come to this gym all the time but whoever's in Australia or here a little <laughs> more. wherever like being able to you know especially at a time like this man like being able to have more opportunity to draw similarities than differences respect the differences but like oh damn I like Magneto too, or who knows what, right? I think uh, we need more of that uh, than we've ever needed before um, with everything that's going on around the world. So uh, stay stay tuned. I don't know what episode two is going to be, but I think it's going to be fun. And uh, we might keep the train going uh, on, on the grill. On the grill. Well, G Sager, G Money, thank you for joining us. Anything you want to leave the people with? Is this your first? Is this your podcast debut? This is. This is yeah. This oh, is he's great. in. The, you're out in the ether now. I, I am. I am there forever. Am. This is out there. <laughs> he's living out there now. Yeah. Anything you want to say to him? 
<laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to end these things. It's all right. In, in his defense, we kind of just sprung this one on him. Yeah, he, was, he was he was sitting here eating lunch, and we just turned the <laughs> turned the equipment on and started talking. So, all right. yes. I'm here for it. He is. You're here, and I appreciate that. Well, guys, this is another episode of the Rig. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Another episode. Dragon Slayer, Pope Tart, G Money. We're outie. Adios. The belly button.